Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. All right, moms, this week and this whole month of April, we're going to be looking and studying the life of John the Baptist, because I think he is such a significant figure in the, in the life of Christ as the forerunner of Christ, right? And so there's so many things that we can learn from him. We're going to be doing a three-part series, John the Baptist's faith and dedication, his faith and humility, and his faith and boldness. So this is first of those three, jumping off at the M&M for the month, which is John 1, 14 through 34. So all of these are interconnected, and this is part one of the series, so the additional teaching from that. So today I want to look specifically at John the Baptist's faith and dedication. And really most of what we're going to look at today actually precedes his birth. And we're going to talk about what God comes to say to Zechariah about who John will be even before he's born. So again, really more powerful teaching here. There's clear evidence that God had a specific plan God is not an accidental God. He is a God of order into chaos, right? So into this perfect moment in history, an angel comes and meets with Zechariah. You'll remember he was serving at the temple. And you can pick up this whole story. I'm going to look at it in the Gospel of Luke. And we pick up in, I mean, we could pick up in verse 8. But let's go down a little further of that. And it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to Zechariah. So this is in verse 11. Standing to the right of the altar of the incense, Zechariah was troubled when he saw the angel and fear gripped him. Well, I get that. I think I would be a little terrified too if I went into the temple to just do the general service that I was coming to do. And oh my goodness, there's an angel standing there. So Zechariah is a little taken back. And a little troubled, it says here. And it says, the but the angel said to him, and angels say this characteristically, do a study yourself of all the times in the Bible when an angel appears to a man, almost always the first thing they say, say is, fear not or don't be afraid, right? So they must be pretty fearful creatures in and of themselves for that to be the first thing that they have to say. Because I guess just basically to humans, they're kind of, they're frightful. So Do not be afraid, Zacharias, he says. And I love this first thing. Do not be afraid, for your petition has been heard. See, we come to know that Zechariah and Elizabeth had not had any children. In fact, Elizabeth had been found to be barren. So right here at the beginning of what the angel says to Zechariah is, your petitions, they have been heard. I got to tell you, though, Given the fact, we don't know exactly how old they are at this point. It just says that they're advanced in age. The implication is that they were probably beyond the childbearing ages, right? And the angel says, your petitions have been heard. And I I guess I think I would have been, okay, great. 
but an answer hasn't come and now it's too late, right? I mean, there's the assurance that they didn't go unheard, but they were only heard. So let's see if that's Zachariah's response. Let's continue on. Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your petitions have been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son. And you, so Elizabeth will bear a son, and then you will give him the name John. You will have great gladness and joy, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he will drink no wine or liquor, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit while yet in his mother's womb. And he will turn many from the sons of Israel back to the Lord their God. It is he who will go as the forerunner before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers back to their children and the disobedient to the, to the attitude of the righteous so as to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Wow. This is a pretty clear prophecy that the angel is giving to Zacharias here. Very clear. And everybody has their place. So don't be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. Elizabeth, she's going to bear a son. You are going to name him John. And you will be full of joy and gladness. Many will rejoice at his birth. That is remarkable. The angel of God is coming to say a gift is on its way, a son. And he's telling him exactly all about this son. And he's telling him very clearly that this is not an ordinary thing. Not only is his birth going to be extraordinary because they're advanced in age, but because there is a specific call on this child's life, even before he's born, he's going to have the Holy Spirit. And even now, Zechariah, you need to know that he's coming in the spirit of Elijah. This was all prophesied in the Old Testament in Isaiah. And as a, in the priestly line, Zechariah would have known what that said. He would have known what this meant. This was the fulfillment of prophecy, and he was invited to be a part of it. Oh, my goodness. This is an amazing moment right here as he's serving in the temple. But let's listen to the interaction further with Zechariah and the angel. Zechariah said to the angel, how will I know this for sure? Yeah. This is not the best response that Zechariah could have given. It wasn't, hallelujah, praise God, this is exciting, thank you, I'm so grateful, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. Zechariah actually says in this moment, ah, how will I know for sure? And it says, he goes on to say, for I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. The angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who sits, who stands in the presence of God. And I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you shall be silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled at their proper time. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. 
They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word. And today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. Zachariah says, "Eh, how will I know for certain? And the angel rebukes him and says, I have come to give you good news. And get this, you're going to be silent. These things will take place. I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have come to you to announce this to you. And now you will be silent until these things come to pass at the proper time. And Zechariah leaves the temple mute, unable to speak for the entirety of Elizabeth's pregnancy with John. But, but, and I'm having to skip a lot because we can't do all of it. I want to do verse by verse. We can't do all of it. But skip over same chapter, Luke 1. It's a really long chapter. Luke 1. Go now to verse, well, 57, John is born. So the time came. So this issue of time, remember it's important. God exists outside of time, but he's always on time when it comes to doing his will. So here in verse 57, just like we just read back there in verse 20, the angel Gabriel talks about time being happening at the proper time. Then in 57, it says, now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth. I don't know about you. I was pregnant seven times and I only had one that was born on her due date, which was glorious. But the rest of them, I was always like, when is this going to happen? Right. And right here, we have every indication that birth, yours and mine and Elizabeth's was right on time. God is mindful of the time. He knows. And everything happens on time and all for a purpose. And we see that affirmed right here in this passage. So verse 57, for Elizabeth, it came time for Elizabeth to give birth and she gave birth to a, we didn't have to guess. It was a son. We knew it was going to be a son. And her, and her, her neighbors and her relations heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her and they were rejoicing with her. And so they come together and they're going to name him John. And there's like, that's not a family name. Why are you going to do that? And Zechariah, they asked Zechariah, what? I mean, she's saying, John, I mean, what do you think? And he asks for a tablet and he writes on the tablet, his name is John. And it is that moment that his tongue is loosed. Do you understand that writing that on that tablet was an act of faith? This was John, This was Zechariah going, I believe. I remember what the angel said. He said, I will name him John. His name is John. And at that moment, his tongue is loosened. So now skip down to 67 and it says, And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit. See, we have indications, but if you go back, I'm going to go back and forth on you a little bit. If you go back over, where does it say this? Oh, yes. 
in verse 41 of chapter 1, it says, When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. We've got a whole lot of Holy Spirit moving here. It was prophesied that John would be filled from, with the Holy Spirit even in his womb. Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, Mary does the Magnificat, obviously a result of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And here we have Zacharias filled with the Holy Spirit. And he says this, he prophesies, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David, his servant. And as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward the fathers and to remember his holy covenant. He continues, the oath which he swore to Abraham, our father, to grant that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, you will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of of their sins because of the tender mercy of God with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. These are the first words of Zechariah after months, at least nine months of total silence. What does he do? He breaks out in praise and prophecy to God right after all of those months of silence. It's clear that you can read over this and see where was Zachariah's mind during all of that quiet. It was on the glory and the goodness of God, on the faithfulness of God, on the worthiness of God. He goes back and points everything back to God and his holiness and his majesty. And he proceeds to speak the words of prophecy over him that the angel Gabriel gave to him about his son. Not only would he be called John, he would be the forerunner of the Christ to prepare a way for God's people and to point them back to God. From the very beginning, we see evidence of faith of Zechariah and as he passes on the baton of faith to his son and dedicates his son to the Lord, reaffirming what Gabriel had said to him when he met with him that time. We see this played out in John's life as he lives in the wilderness. That's where we meet up with him next. He's in the wilderness, dressed in camel skin, eating wild locusts and honey. He is a man dedicated faithfully from birth to be the forerunner of the Christ. His focus is clear. He knows exactly what he's come to do, exactly why he's here is to make way for the Savior of the world. He is the forerunner. As you're studying this passage, both Zechariah's uh, meeting with Gabriel and then subsequently his prophecy after the birth of his son, make sure that you go back also and study Isaiah 40 
three through four, which is where we get the whole prophecy for the forerunner of Christ, who is John the Baptist. I'll see you next time for part two. Thank you listeners for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Hey there, it's Carly Mercool, your host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.